0: Welcome to Wait Long by the River, the show where we talk to some of Australia's brightest folks in an effort to tease apart the magnificent knot of inspirations, hang-ups, dreams, practice and dedication that we call creativity. Things are really ticking along here at Gold Street Headquarters. We've booked some sterling guests for later in the year and we're gearing up for our first interstate show, talking to Omar Musa in Canberra. Check out the Wait Long by the River Facebook page and you can keep up with everything that's happening. This episode, we have the very great privilege of having one of my all-time favourite artists ever, for real. His lyricism and his delivery are absolutely world-class, and he's really deservedly gathered at this huge, dedicated audience through years and years of touring, here and overseas. Ooh, oh boy, recorded live at Sun a Morning, here's our interview with an Australian legend, Darren Hanlon. Uh, we're fixing that by getting him on stage. Help some of the morning in front of a big crowd of really lovely warm-bodied bright-minded people i say i say warm-bodied because it's i can feel it from here it's a cold night outside and the more of us that we can jam in here the more it's going to be like back in the day when families had to all sleep in the same bed to keep warm we're all one family here united in love of our guest tonight i think i've got the numbers right he's got five albums eight EPs and three singles
1: well the first one I'd say it's almost an album if I just put one more song on there it
2: would have been
0: I haven't introduced you yet you can't talk
2: <laughs>
0: just kidding lifelong dream of mine to shush Darren Hanlon ladies and gentlemen Darren Hanlon let's hear it thank you <laughs> that's all my humour out of the way I won't I won't do any more of that stuff um, thanks heaps for joining us
1: no Daz. worries. No worries. Darren I didn't know what to
0: expect. Did you say Daryl? Darren or Daz? Oh, uh
1: Darren's fine.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah. I'll know. I mean, just in the... not
1: daggles, please, cuz some friends of mine call me that and it's just embarrassing.
0: Just the associations. <laughs> yeah, no, good. Okay, if I, if by the end of the podcast I'm I'm in Daz's territory, I'll know that I've succeeded. No, that's all that's right. That's yeah. yeah. I'm from
1: Gympie. I mean, I've I've heard it a lot, Daz.
2: Mhm.
0: That's as good a place to start as any. Have you come down from Gympie to get here tonight?
1: No, from Northcote.
0: Ah! Uh, do you live in a train carriage in Northcote? No, in a shed. Oh,
2: that's pretty good. <laughs> is that
1: your
0: shed? Uh, it's a friend's shed. Oh, yeah. Very good. I'm not that rich. It's good to have friends. <laughs> it's good to have friends with sheds, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's
1: lots of sh- good sheds in Melbourne. Yeah.
0: So you had no idea what you signed up for here. Your bravery is to be commended. Thank you.
1: It's a uh, yeah, there's thousands of people out there. For those for those people listening at home. Yeah, that's welcome to the future. This is a podcast, isn't it? It is, and yeah.
0: future is the right term because mm. the weirdest thing about a podcast compared to live radio or compared to being at the show is you can make as many references as you want, but you have no idea when they're listening to it. Mm. So to those of you who are in 2020,
2: Okay. There's
0: probably
1: a few major events that have happened between now and yeah. then.
0: They're listening to this in. They're listening in their dead languages class. This is how they practice their English. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because when I first started up the podcast, you know, I'd done a few shows like this, I was just telling you, that's the prime material that I was hiding. Uh, I've done a few shows like this, but when I finally wanted to set up my own show, there was my own thing, and I could invite whoever I wanted, and I wrote up these two big lists while I was meant to be working, Uh, and one was all people I knew and I felt safe with and and I could rely on to come up and get on with me, and it would be a lot like just hanging out with friends, but in front of a crowd of other friends. And then I wrote out this dream team list, and it was like Paul Kelly and Whitley and uh, Darren Hanlon. And so so
1: they weren't available tonight. The first. Well, (laughs) the
2: the
0: beauty is the beauty is I emailed everyone on both those lists, uh, with a couple of notable exceptions of, of, of friends of mine who I see all the time, and you were the first to respond. Oh Out of everyone. Which I don't know. That's you that weren't that guy from
1: about. Ghana, were you? That was offering me no. a million. Ah, oh, no, okay.
0: No, the we don't quite.
2: <laughs>
0: we do a million. Uh, we pay in Thai baht oh, or South African rand. So you, you might get into the wow. thousands. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm not gonna bring Darren Hanlon to my house and not give him. A is this your house? <laughs> <laughs> it practically is. I'm here. Almost this is better than night. a shed.
1: You got lots of room.
0: Mm. Yeah, we do love it here. Uh, We asked, well, because John Guscott, who runs the place, there's a mysterious second story, and we asked him uh, one day if we could, you know, I don't know if it's awkward or not, man, but we've been here for so long, we're on a first-name basis, Could we come up and check out your pad sometime? And he looked horrified, and he said, I don't live here. I have a life. I don't, this isn't my house that you're drinking in. he seemed kind of, but I thought it would be the coolest. Which would
1: be a great life, living upstairs here. Just, Just saying.
0: Didn't you live up above a venue? at
1: one point uh, I lived at the back of a bookshop
0: cool so out the back
1: <laughs> mm. which I turned into a venue
0: is that another shed
1: no It's a, it was a beautiful space on on Ligon Street that um, is no longer with us unfortunately it's horrible apartments mm. um, but it that's kind of what I do I try and find places to live that aren't on the internet mm-hmm. so I, I just would go to shops that I liked and asked if I could live in them and <laughs> and this I just loved this bookshop that was on it was called The Blue Guitar there was there was absolutely no alphabetation is that was alphabetization, alpha mm-hmm. yeah no Dewey Decimal mm-hmm. System yeah no Dewey Decimal there's no cash registers nothing often you would be browsing there was a few books mm-hmm. lots of rubbish between the shelves you'd find tissues and paint paint brushes
0: any secret any not sc- that kind
1: of bookshop no that was so upstairs no um, but he, yeah, he, he was just an interesting poet that, that lived um, around in the area And mm-hmm. I just said, can I live here? And he went, no, definitely not And uh, I went back and he said, maybe All And right. I went back again and he goes, okay Great <laughs> Yeah.
0: So how long were you there for? Three months Uh-huh yeah, you made it sound like such a life. Like it a felt life- like
1: years. <laughs> yeah. there was uh, Vic, uh, my friend Vic, who's here. She, uh, well we put on a, a, a gig on a Monday night through winter mm-hmm. two years ago, and we called it Fraser Island. And we we put two bands on a night and a comedian, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, didn't promote it, which I think is a real key in getting people there, <laughs> because if they feel they're part of the underground, they'll come. And we made it really elaborate. We didn't have to. We said you have to email this address, and then we'll put you on a list. And then you might get in and yeah, lots of people came. <laughs> All right, so you don't need posters. By the way, the poster's lovely. Thanks for tonight. Yeah.
0: Yeah, shout out to Kayla Martin for mm. the magnificent art. I actually not thinking that of course you'd be here for an hour and that you'd get to see them and whatever, I, I bundled one up for you as the oh. gift for coming on the show, but I'm gonna give it to you at the answer, so pretend I didn't say that. Uh, so what we're gonna do is everybody write down your emails really quickly and then leave. And then I'll email you to tell you where this
2: is. <laughs>
0: and then it'll be way more exclusive and awesome.
1: Wait. By the way, the, the fish on the poster, um, it actually looks like from Gimpy, the Mary River Lungfish. I don't know whether that was a reference.
0: Uh. We do our research. We theme a fish to each guest. <laughs> yeah. Skyscraper Stan was a sturgeon. <laughs> right. And yeah, just to make the... Yeah. So if you're going from house to house and things that make into houses that weren't originally houses. Do you needed some sort of routine to keep your life together and keep your sanity or do you exist above and outside of routine?
1: No, I think the, uh, the constant in the, the world of variables is um, I'll, I'll have one cafe and one chair in that cafe that I will go to, one pinball machine that I will <laughs> go to. Uh, so there, there has to be routine or you'll just go crazy. Uh, the bookshop was the first place I'd stayed for more than a month in five years Wow. Um, so and, and you find yourself getting really attached to spaces mm-hmm. even friends houses and you get you kind of when it's time to leave you, you kind of get mad at them for kicking you out <laughs> um, but you, yeah you just find yourself just getting attached to these and uh, so I, I actually found a new place to live I went and asked around actually I found this one it was on readings window it was the only place that it was advertised it wasn't on the internet mm. And it was above a cafe on Sydney Road and it was wonderful and we moved in and um, suddenly the cafe was in broadsheet magazine and it started doing a lot better and so they needed my room for uh, for bean storage Uh, so after one month I was on the street again unfortunately so um, I'm looking at the moment if any real estate agents are out there or shop owners (laughs)
0: <laughs> we have a great room with bookshelves on every wall Which kind of feel like a bookshelf We can kick the cat out And you can just I go I can sleep anywhere Well, because she has a lovely box With like a knitted thing in the oh bottom of it <laughs> <laughs> It's catty though I love it's cats uh, You. Being in Portland, you couldn't Because you go to Portland mm. semi-regularly, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah You couldn't keep yourself to one pinball machine there Could you, surely? No Because that's story. the thing Yeah,
1: that's there's th- a pinball machine for every person there Yeah <laughs> Yeah
0: is that, is that like the mecca for pinball? Is that what took you there? <laughs> well, you guys... I mean, how much of a fan of pinball are you? We've heard the song.
1: Well, music's my hobby. Pinball's kind of life.
0: <laughs> I see.
1: Uh, no, I was unaware of the, the, thi- the thing about pinball in the Pacific Northwest. It's Seattle as well. There's, there's, it's, a, it's a wonderland. Every cafe, every hotel, every... Yeah, lots of houses have them. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So... Um, yeah, it's a draw card. The music, yeah, there's lots of good music there too. And coffee and beer and whiskey and...
0: So all the stuff that you really like.
1: It's kind of a one... It's It feels too easy, you know, in life you need challenges. And I feel like sometimes Portland, um, you spoil it with choice. You know, you ask for a non-dairy latte and they say, would you like hemp, rice, oat, almond,
0: cat... Kim-a. Yeah. <laughs> How about are you? Sport for choice for accommodation, though, because that's the yeah.
1: Everyone's and that's why all the bands moved to Portland was because there is a, an abundance of beautiful, uh, amazing houses that are really cheap, and you've got an attic where you can put a recording studio, and you've got a basement where you can have a rehearsal room, and the whole band can live there for nothing. And
2: yeah,
0: wow. That's why
1: they. That's why they went there.
0: What are we doing here? Yeah, that sounds amazing.
1: Yeah, yeah. We're talking about a friend. The got one of the, our friends that. I'd make music with over there and we're talking about his mor- mortgage. And uh, and I said, how much, do you know how much the house was? This is beautiful, you know, craftsman home in the mm. suburbs of Portland. Said, yeah, it was expensive, it was like $200,000. <laughs>
0: <sighs> As a person what? who's been idly just Googling house prices around this area recently, yeah. that's, um, yeah, that's orders of magnitude away. Mm.
1: <laughs> well, know? I nearly bought a house in Portland. I was five minutes away. Someone bought it just before me.
0: Oh, gazumped. There's a word for
1: that. $90,000. <laughs> it was $90,000, but because I'm Australian, I cannot get a loan to buy a house there and I can't get a loan there to buy a house, so I had to pay. So I was, I was calling my mum saying, can, can we do this? And she's like, do it. Sell, buy, you know, buy the house. Yeah. And, but someone got it before. But I got the idea because I was, we were in Astoria, which is um, a, uh, a seaside, a beautiful seaside town where they filmed the Goonies. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you know the other two films that were made there? Oh. Yes.
0: <laughs> wow! Kindergarten Cop, The Goonies, and
1: <laughs> <laughs> <almost>. <laughs> uh What's it called? Short Circuit. Oh. Mm. That's
0: so the beginning of our the beginning and end of our movie trivia section.
1: <laughs> oh no! There's going to be more. All right, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I went. We went and. Um, and we went to find we did the Goonies tour I, I googled um, all the <laughs> locations and we went I was with um, uh, a good friend of mine Mick Thomas from uh, Weddings Parties Anything mm. and he'd asked me to produce an album for him in Portland and um, we just talked the Goonies came up when he's like what are, you, what are you talking about and I said you haven't seen the Goonies so we booked an accommodation out at the beach and I made him watch the Goonies and then I made him listen to Cindy Lauper the whole drive there and <laughs> Uh, he wasn't yeah, he made me turn that off but we went and found um, the house where they filmed Mikey's house in, in the Goonies and Dada's house is next door but next door to that was a house for sale for $100,000 and I was like oh my god I'm going to start an 80s b and B. I'm going to buy a DeLorean and you can, d- you can rent Yep. and that's when I got that's when I started looking for real estate in Oregon Yeah.
0: you must have come up with a smashing name for that
1: one-Eyed Willys.
0: Mm. That's, that's the bookshop with the tissues. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, when you go over there, did you record your latest album over there? No. Because you did. No, I mixed,
1: I mixed the latest album in Portland, yes. Mm. But it was recorded in all different cities over there.
0: Is that because you're always in a different place?
1: No, I went over with a uh, with a. Well, I had no plan. The plan was to have no plan, mm-hmm. and I uh, it, it was it's been a year in the making this one because I went with one song which actually never got recorded, um, and I um, I kind of just got a little disheartened, disheartened with um, the whole uh, music process of you make an album and you tour for three years and you make another. It's just it just felt a little bit like a a factory. Um, so I wanted something a little more pure, and I read this article in the in the New Yorker um, about this old guy that has been making field recordings since the fifties, and a lot of a lot of great blues albums were actually recorded by this this guy. And he mm. he won a Grammy a couple of years ago for the art of field recording, a box set that they put out.
0: Is this Alan Lomax?
1: No, it's he's long gone. But French he is long, this guy yeah. knew Alan Lomax really well, huh. um, and uh, so yeah, he put this this box set out, and this I, I I just thought it was such a beautiful idea. The people that he records are um are families that have passed down songs through you know generations, and and the songs um, have evolved that way, and they're about the people that sing them, and it's just a beautiful social um, tradition. And I just like that that idea of making music for the sake of it, and not for the business of it. So um I went in search of I didn't know what, but this this article I was carrying this this crumpled up New Yorker as a touchstone, I guess. And um, uh, yeah, so I just bought an Amtrak ticket and went to the Mississippi, and um, and just started from there. Actually, I, I emailed a few like like w- you with your list. I emailed my wish list of studios, and only one got back to me. Um, and this guy's name was Andrea, and he had just recorded the Alabama Shakes record, mm. um, and he. Uh, had this studio in his house and it was just really beautiful. And he was an enthusiastic guy. And he's, oh, I really like your lyrics. I wanna, I wanna do some recording. And, Great. But I'm really busy. I only have one day for the whole year. <laughs> 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 All right. So, uh, but it was, co- it was okay because I that gave me a target to write a couple of songs. So I wrote two songs for him. Mm-hmm. And then, and when I was in Nashville, um, I uh, just met lots of people and. On the street and um uh, buskers and people at, at gigs and so the band kind of was assembled just through just random hookups
0: i saw this wonderful piano player you brought with you last time you played so I, yeah university.
1: so i met him at that studio um just randomly he's an amazing piano player uh so that so there the the idea was born that i would just travel and and it's a good thing with studios you might not get a 2 week block in a studio but you'll pr- usually always get one day somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I try and write I try and book these studios a week in advance and write the songs during the week wow. and record at the end of the week. And if I didn't have the lyrics finished would just do the instrumentals and then I'd, I've written them back here huh. at home but uh so um so yeah a lot of the songs uh have people that I'd meet that day or um people the engineer might recommend.
0: The lino notes are going to be encyclopedic. <laughs>
1: well, I'm writing a book to go with the album. That's what's taken me so long. That's fantastic. So yeah,
0: because I thought that you'd already sort of... N- n- you've you've finished the album? The
1: album keeps growing because there are all these instrumental tracks that I came home with that I feel have to be on. It's, ca- it's, up, it's almost an hour long now, this record. Great. So it's, it's pretty much a double... Um, but there's some really long songs on it, and um, I don't know if it's any good. I don't know if it's good or not. I just, you know,
0: I'm am I'm gonna go I'm gonna be I'm gonna go way out on a limb and uh, say yes. It's yeah.
1: I, it's was because it was written differently, so I think the songs are um a little more. They're less wordplay and they're I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. They're long. They're really long.
0: Yeah, I heard one last time I saw you that was of a reasonable length mm. and another one about how dangerous it is traveling in that yeah. lifestyle which is uh, is that gonna make it onto the album
2: that's
1: on the album yeah great
0: how my how embargoed is it I mean how much can you tell us are you do you have to be secretive
1: ah uh, not no I don't think so yeah fair yeah. enough it's yeah.
0: pure it's not commercial right yeah so exactly you can just play us the whole album right now Yeah. yeah <laughs> probably won't go quite that far <laughs> yeah <laughs> is it fun right, being a record label executive
1: oh yeah that's fun but it takes a lot of work yeah. um it's uh well I don't have that many artists on the label so it's just kind of my stuff really and then a couple of really close friends that um I release their, their stuff as well
0: like uh the great western Australian guy James Teague
1: James Teague has a 7-inch on the, yeah. Yeah, he, he. lovely. It's one time that someone has sent me a message on Facebook or, or MySpace or something like that, and he uh, sent me this link, and um, I listened to it, and I was just, yeah, that song is incredible song, The Strange Birds. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Not so to mention a smashing Al- Elvis cover. I'm always a sucker for anybody who can whip out a great Elvis what cover. What does he do? He did Love Me Tender, oh, and yeah. it was speaking of long songs. I think he held each note for sort of a dotted minimum or whatever's really long I don't remember dotted really minim? that's probably not that long is it <laughs> that, that sounds it's, like it's a, a fish not, it sounds like a rat <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: yeah man speaking of great names for animals we we were up in this place called Wollongarra out in the mountains last weekend and it was in the middle of nowhere and there was a guy there who knew every bird call known to man and I've and I've discovered this weakness in myself that if somebody has a talent I can't help but just keep calling him on it in
1: if, that he could in that he could name Birds or make
0: the calls. He couldn't make the calls, and Uh. he looked so sad when I asked him. His face (laughs) fell, and he said, "I haven't quite mastered that yet, James. But I'm going to get." He's he's the loveliest guy you'll ever meet in your life. Uh, But he, we'd, we'd sit there in the. the Crestfallen. Sorry. Drop the mic. You said there was less wordplay in the act now.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, he um he could sit there and listen to all of the birds, and he'd get a faraway look in his face, and he'd say, "Yeah, there's a spotted emperor parrot and a grey-faced shrike, and that noise there was just all oh, that's just a whipbird. They're not very interesting." And I said, "That's the prettiest one, anyway."
1: Yeah, no, yeah, the whipbird's great.
0: Too easy. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> they're everywhere. They're loud. Well, it's an
1: easy yeah. one, yeah, but yeah. for a foreigner, it's you know spectacular. The whipbird.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think he's more of a fan of the kind of bird that only has a, a couple of hundred likes on Facebook. He wants to be... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The rare bird, yeah. He wants to be edgy. Yeah. yeah. Mm. But, um, we were talking about Tali being here before. Yeah. So, back in the day, Candle Records. Yeah. That really felt like there was a great music community there. Yeah. Did you, did you guys... Were you guys like a social scene as well? Were you all hanging out?
1: That's there? how it started, yeah. Uh, well, the Simpletons, which was the band I was in, mm-hmm. we first came to Melbourne... Um, in the early 90s 94 I think was, and, um, and our first gig was at Melbourne Uni and we had nowhere to stay I remember our bass player sleeping in the flower garden at, at the university and he, he, he wears he had this elaborate sleeping mechanism where he'd, he'd w- have an eye patch and then he'd wrap a t-shirt completely around his head like <laughs> a mummy so mm-hmm. you could just see his mouth
0: to keep the light out yeah it was
1: like sensory deprivation and, um, <laughs> and he woke up in the, with the students looking at him Mm-hmm. <laughs> he slept until like nine thirty, um, but it was one. I yeah, I didn't know anything about Melbourne, so I just remember that beautiful morning of we we got in, you know, two in the morning, and I just walked around the streets with with our um, our manager at the time. We just were just marveling how beautiful the city was, and we went to we played the the uni gig, and someone came up to us and said, "Oh, you guys remind us of this band, the Lucksmiths, and they're playing tonight," so we went. And then we've been friends ever since. Yeah, that's how it all just that one night, I guess, fortuitous wow. meeting. And then we had other friends in Lismore, um, the Mabels, and we brought I the locksmiths only had a cassette, and uh, I played that till I pretty much wore it out. And we got back to Lismore, and we we dubbed it onto a reel-to-reel, so the radio station would have it. Cool. So then the Mabels, um, yeah fell in love with it and and Anthony from Anthony Atkinson then interviewed the Luxmiths. And um there was there was a girl driving Nicole, she was she was on holidays in the North Coast when the interview aired. Yeah. And she she was from Melbourne. She went, Oh look, that's yeah, that band sounds great. So she went to the next gig and she's now married to Tali.
0: <laughs> so it all comes, yeah, full circle. Wow. So when Canda Records When Canda Records sort of closed up shop uh, did that community survive? I mean, were you guys all just still hanging out together or had you all gone different ways? And No, we still hang
1: out now, yeah. It's mm. still still a... I mean, the band, the Lucksmiths, aren't playing as such, but um, various um, other side projects are, are still playing mm. and um, a lot of people had kids and just settled down, I guess, and it got to that stage where people were wanting to do that. But a few of us kept, few of us kept soldiering on. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: So do you, if, if you, so you still have that community here in Melbourne? But do you have to try and find? Do you have to create new scenes like that in different places you go? Like, do you have a group of people like that in Portland? And do you miss them, or is it more? I'm probably more of a fringe dweller these days. But um, there's
1: great scenes. I mean, Melbourne's got some great scenes at the moment. This whole, um, for one of a better, uh. Name Doll Wave thing, you know, like my drummer Steph Hughes is involved in that heavily, and so I, you know, do various things with those guys, Dick Diver and um and and those yeah those people. So yeah, yeah and you know you travel around the world and people have heard of it. it people are excited by what's the music that's coming out of Melbourne.
0: There's We're, nothing like a name to pin it all together. Even though I think yeah. every interview with a Doll Wave artist they begin by saying Doll Wave isn't a thing. We don't like the name. Don't put it on us. Yeah, they don't like... Yeah. 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 In fact, I mean, when somebody says, for want of a better name, you know that the next word is going to be doll wave. Dull wave. Yeah, <laughs> that's, just the, that's just the thing. Oh, Steph uh, calls it wuss rock. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Well, with Tony Abbott giving six months on, six months off, maybe it could be wuss rock for half the year and yeah, doll wave yeah, when they're actually yeah, getting yeah. a check. <laughs> yeah. So is that... Do you reckon that could be a direction? Do you reckon you could hook for up me, with... For uh, me? Yeah. I can see you smashing an electric in front of a crowd of people and... Yeah yeah
2: Maybe. we used
1: to wanna to smash electrics um but we couldn't afford to, so when we actually got our first big day out, um we bought a nylon string acoustic from cash converters
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just smashed that. Yeah. But no one noticed that we'd switched guitars I was playing a Rick and then smashed like a um like or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah some
2: a
0: poor little tamin mm. some kid's beloved guitar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the first time I ever saw somebody smash a guitar on stage, it was in Canberra, and I think there were only four or five people there. But they'd put the money in, and they'd rehearse the bit. And you could see them all. You could see the moment because they began to lose the beat, and they were all looking at the guitarist, just just eager for that moment. And then he smashed it, and it was really hard. And he just couldn't get it to fall apart. And, then, and he just threw it on the ground, and they kept playing, and every and the mood just dropped in the room. But only infinitesimally because it was already this close to the ground. Yeah. yeah. So you got a big day out relatively early on yeah do i get that impression
1: we had our, our biggest the biggest gig i've ever played was probably one of my first or at least in the first week of the band's um life um we had a wish list we we had this very strange meeting with a manager we had weird managers um first of all we had this this girl from lismore uni that wanted to manage us and she'd um, Carrie, she was just good at keeping receipts. And she'd keep them in a little purse from an op shop. Mm-hmm. And that was it. But she made us great salads every day. We'd get a little salad box. Oh, But that was, yeah. She
0: sounds perfect.
1: She was great. I don't and know she where got she is big, now. I'd love to see her.
0: And she go you a gig at the big day out?
1: No. <laughs> oh no, no,
0: no. I was about to say, because oh, two out of three, I No, bad.
1: no yeah. she let, yeah, she... She forgot to book us accommodation in Melbourne, hence the flower garden. <laughs> but, um,
0: Which, hey, that all worked uh, out. Yeah. Yeah. So that,
1: that didn't last long. But then we had this other high flying manager that came from nowhere. And I'm not sure. We had a meeting in a King's Cross hotel room. And she said, mm. please write down a wish list of all the bands that you want to play with. This is early night. We're like, oh, things of stone and wood, uh, uh, Club Hoy, Midnight Oil. Yeah. we went through all these, these bands and she wrote them all down and we got a call. A week later, she goes, I couldn't get you uh, any of those bands that you said, but we have got you on a Willie Nelson concert.
0: No way.
1: Which, at the time, I wasn't too stoked on, but now I'm like, what? Why didn't I, yeah, embrace that experience a bit more? So we, were, mm-hmm. we played between Willie Nelson and Waylon Jennings and, and Billy Joe Shaver um, at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre. So that's... And I'm like, man, music's going to be great. This is like... <laughs> If this is what it's going to be like, I'm in. But that was the biggest gig I've ever
0: played. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we've got to org- we've got to organise a thing when it's like the 10 year anniversary or 20 year anniversary. Oh, that was great, could... and they were really friendly. That was yeah. yeah. We could get maybe we could get them with the power of the podcast behind it. We could get <laughs> Willie Nelson if everybody tweets Willie Nelson. I don't think that works, does it?
1: Probably. He's very supportive of um of all kind. Of, yeah, I've had some friends in America that have just played on his ranch. He has gigs on his ranch still but Waylon was yeah that was that was something meeting Waylon Jennings he was just sitting in his in his dressing room um with his feet up on the on the um the desk the counter thing with his hat pulled down over his face and I just went in I didn't know he had the lights off so I didn't know he was in there and (laughs) I looked around there's somebody's and he didn't even look up he just said how you going there boy
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah, it gives you shivers. Sorry, Mr. Jennings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having managers from way on, early on, was it a shock when you had to start booking your own tours and stuff?
1: No, I love booking the tour. I love the strategy of booking the, the tours. I love mm. um, finding new venues in little towns, and that bit's the fun bit of, of management if you have to do it yourself. But generally, I've yeah, I've always worked with someone alongside someone else that, that does all the that, the boring stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, I love the strategy of working out which you know which direction to go and
0: yeah. And if I sleep here tonight, then whose house can I sleep in this place? Yeah. What's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. what's your strategy? Do you call or do you email or do you write a handwritten letter? Or well, usually it's up?
1: somewhere I've been to to write songs or a town I have yeah that I've I've travelled to and I'll check out the mm-hmm. local venue and like Manila. Manila, I've never played, unfortunately.
0: No way, not even no. in the song.
1: No, I've never. Well, I've been there, obviously, but I haven't. Yeah, there's wow. no real gigs in Manila, I don't think. <laughs> Wait, well, you yeah. could make it happen. It's a it's a very small town.
2: Mm.
0: What's yeah. that old What's that old rickety piano that you play that song on? Is that that wasn't in Manila then? I had this romantic story where you found the piano in Manila and you sat down and you just one take.
1: No, Manila. No, there was uh, is a well. I went there a lot to write because there was a great caravan park called the River Gums Caravan Park that had a beautiful old bakelite caravan you could get for forty dollars a night. That every time you rolled over in bed, it would it would move. It
0: was just kind of... It's like a waterbed but it's a whole house.
1: Yeah, and and the couple that ran they probably still David and Lee. They probably still run the caravan park and were lovely and would bring a tray, a breakfast tray on the stoop every morning, oh. and just a little little tap on the door and yeah. Man, salad boxes, them.
0: breakfast trays. Yeah, yeah, it was one,
1: and we went. I went with Lee and her her elderly father to to the um the dawn service, hmm. in Manila, and that I'll always remember that. There were um, I mean it's a beautiful town, and just just being there when the sun comes up and. Uh, these Army Reserve soldiers with wooden... They had w- carved wooden rifles that they were doing the manoeuvres with. And um, and it was the first year the old lady that plays the organ... Would, would, she'd do the last post on the organ. They'd drag it out into the street. Wow. She didn't do it th- that year. Unfortunately, she was ill or something. So they, they recorded it on a cassette. Hmm. But someone had, hadn't rewound it or something... ...and it was like a Phil Collins song... <laughs> Great, and just to hear that like through this empty street with about fifty people somewhere, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they rewound it and yeah, and found it. The... You got there in the end. And the bat, you know, when the batteries are kind of dying, it's, like,
0: yeah, it's lurching back and forth. Yeah, yeah.
1: But it was a beautiful moment.
0: That's how I discovered the music that's of a
1: That's yeah, that's uh, that was my Manila experience.
0: Wow, and that's where the song comes from. Yeah.
1: And it's also one of those plays, I didn't go out there to write the song about Manila, it just kind of happened when you, yeah.
0: And how did the show, speaking of being somewhere really distant to write a song, how did the show on Broken Hill go? Slagfest? Slagfest. It was, was great. It was really, it was really promising. It's um, Broken
1: Hill, it's really hard to get people to pay a cover charge, mm-hmm. no matter what it is. They, they're very staunch in, in not paying cover charges. So um, we put six bands on for 20 bucks and people were arguing at the door. I only want to see one band. Can I pay five? And, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> Their maths but weren't it. quite there. Yeah. yeah. yeah, But it was, yeah, it was fun. We took this this Melbourne band called the Burnt Sausages out there and, and they dress up like sausages and just sing about barbecues. And um, They went down a treat. They're onto something. Yeah, yeah, they went down really good. Um, and, we ha- and we found some local musicians as well to play. And there was, there was a band called Abercash from Broken Hill, and they sing ABBA songs in, in Johnny Cash style.
0: Wow. Yeah. That has legs. Yeah. Wow. Do you do any covers of, of ABBA Cash? Do I? Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Sounds like the kind of thing you can really slip you in you the hear
1: rip- the drums, Fernando.
0: <laughs> that kind of, yeah. That kind of style. Wow.
2: Mm.
0: Mm. Mm. So you get out to these towns and you encourage the people... To pick up their instruments and and get out and play. I mean, are you sort of a a pied piper figure? Do you come into town and you find kids who are playing on the street and you say, "I'm throwing a festival." Or Not a lot
1: of kids are playing on the street in Broken Hill, and the kind of playing they're doing isn't musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, right. It's a street. There's a lot of street kids there. It's a bit. It's a bit rough. Like you got to talk your way out of a lot of fights in Broken Hill. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a rough town. Um,
0: what do you say up there that gets
1: People you just look I a little bit I... different. Yeah, if you don't mm. dress in um kind of those Garth Brooks style shirts and um I don't know, like but saying that there's a wonderful there's a wonderful um subculture there, there's a great art scene there. Um so it's that's what I love about those country towns the clash of cultures and and mm. people want to, I mean the the light out there is so beautiful that a lot of visual artists will go out there, photographers will go out there. Not so many musicians, there's a lot of writers out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah if you're new in town you, you meet people pretty quickly
2: <laughs> yeah uh, and in fact word. this
1: album this album uh, the, the life cycle of this album started and finished there it's where the book starts and finishes because I went out there for a month to write mm-hmm. before I went to the States and and I met a bunch of people and there's yeah there's a massive social scene there if you if you want it but if you don't if you want to work you can lock yourself away as well which is what I really liked but um, it all centered around the pub that I stayed in, the palace, which is where they filmed Priscilla, queen of the desert. Um, and yeah, so it's still a lot of actually a lot of drag queens um, drink there, and uh, mm-hmm. it's an eclectic mix. But often I would go down for a whiskey at the end of the night if I'd been working, just for a nightcap. And a few times someone would say, Get in the car, we're going. And i would be like, What? <laughs> We're going mm-hmm. to a party Get in the car I was like, I've got no shoes on I'm in my pyjamas Get in <laughs> And I don't take no for an answer And I'd find myself in this taxi You know Just driving out into the desert to Some house where There's just this raging party On a Tuesday night Fantastic <laughs> And then I've got to walk back <laughs> So yeah Great Great things uh, If you want Yeah There's experiences to be had Wow Mm. Oh, but I should say. Um, so, a reason that I went wanted to go out there also is that I was reading this Clinton Walker book called Buried Country, and also my friend Toby Martin from the band Youth Group mm-hmm. had just he he did his thesis his PhD on um, uh, Australian country music and fell in love um, with all this Aboriginal country music and a lot of it came. It's kind of the birthplace of Aboriginal country music is out there um, in from Wilcannia. Hmm. which is it's about 200 kilometers back towards the coast um so i there's this a singer called dougie young who's this amazing aboriginal singer um who's kind of our robert johnson i guess i mean we didn't have the kind of field recording um tradition that america had yeah but there was a few and um a, and a, there was one guy in particular that's still alive now that that went out to will canyon record a lot of aboriginal singers wow. so i had this album of dougie young's and it's it's so great. It, it's a it's way ahead of its time. It's it's folky. It's funny. His lyrics are really good. He'll he references things that were happening in the town, uh, political things. But it's just, in fact, I've heard it. I said I asked Roger Knox, who's a great Aboriginal singer that's still playing now. He'd actually met Dougie Young because he he died in mysterious circumstances, and there's not much known about him But 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 um Roger met him, and I said, did did Dougie Young listen to a lot of Slim Dusty? Because some of his songs have melodies straight from Slim Dusty's songs, and, and and he said, "No, it's the other way around." Ah. Slim took these melodies. Well, not Slim, but the song the songwriters. Like the pub with no beer was taken. The melody oh. was taken from Dougie Young. Yeah. Um. So, um, I went out there to to research a little bit more about him, and I went I went on the ABC and said, "Does it? Did anyone? Does anyone have any information about Dougie Young?" And all these people just turned up to the pub, and there was a woman. She was a pigeon racer, and she goes. I oh, I grew up. I lived next door to him in Wilcannia. and so I wrote all these stories down. And someone said, "There's another old Aboriginal man in town, and he might be of some interest to you." His name's Uncle Bill, um, and he drinks at this this bar across the road. So um, every afternoon, I'd go to the bar and and just wait around and to see if I'd find him. And I found this one day. There's an old Aboriginal man playing the pokies and. I said, are you Uncle Bill? And he goes, who wants to know? <laughs> and I said, oh, I just heard you're a musician. And um, he said, oh, long time ago, long time ago. And I said, um, do you still play? And he goes, I haven't played for years. And he, w- he, w- he wouldn't quite look at me or anything. Mm. And I said, do you mind if I come around to your house sometime We just play guitar? And he-, he said, all right, how's tomorrow? Yep. <laughs> and I said, okay, okay, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there tomorrow. And he goes, yeah, that'll be good. And um, so I went upstairs and I thought, I oh no, and I said to him, Did you know Dougie Young? He goes, Oh yeah, I knew Dougie, I knew Dougie. So um I went upstairs to just brush up on my history. So I read the I reread the chapter in the Clinton Walker book. And there in the middle of the Clinton Walker book was a photo of Bill that I just met huh. from the fifties with a guitar, like a press photo with a Errol Flynn mustache looking very handsome. <laughs> and I just couldn't believe it. i this guy is just just drinking in this RSL club in Broken Hill and no one knows about, you know, he was a singer-songwriter as well. So yeah. unfortunately, his hearing's gone, so his pitch is a little shaky, but I was able to record a few songs. He's never been really recorded. Wow. Um, but he only wrote maybe 15 songs, but um, the lyrics are really beautiful, old, old-fashioned old love songs and songs about his horse. Wow. So since then, um, we've become friends and I, I visit him a lot and he turned 80 last week. Um, and we had a gig in um in Broken Hill before I left, and I got him back on stage, and he hadn't he hadn't been on stage for twelve years, and he he could only get through two songs, and yep. um, but it was just such a, and of course the people of Broken Hill, you know, weren't too fast about they, the whole thing. They had thing. no idea, right? Yeah, no, yeah, no one really knows. But um, afterwards he he got a real kick out of. It. He turned up in a beautiful suit, and um, and afterwards. Uh, I asked him about his... Cause when I when I first went around there, he was struggling to play and he said that every day he, he toughened his fingers up on the hot plate of the stove to get them oh. ready.
0: <laughs> hey, look, whatever works for That's you. That's tough. Wow. Yeah. So what <laughs> do you do with these recordings? I mean, is Flippin' Yeah going to release uh, three discs? No, content? it's just on my phone. I just, I just record on the, on
1: the phone. What was... Should we edit? Should we...
0: We can edit that sound out. I, can, I think the damage control people are in it. Can you just say something about your phone again? I just recorded it on my phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sounds totally natural. And yeah. if you edit that a little bit out, everyone's going to think the phone line was just hilarious. I did a 2 week night of course. Yeah. Once, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you, so do you ever cover uh, do you ever cover songs like that that you hear?
1: Oh, I would love to. I I need to yeah, write the lyrics out and learn them, but mm. I really w- would love to um Get some of the kids from Wilcannia to cover them, you know, it'd make probably a bit more sense, um, and and have some more gigs out there. Um, mm-hmm. Because even on the Slagfest, we found a um, uh, another Aboriginal songwriter from from Wilcania who came in and uh, and played and was just blew everyone's minds. Like he he was just he's never been recorded, and um, just had the most beautiful songs. Yeah, wow and uh and he's he hung around and watched every band and just l- like we were we were jamming on the balcony with him at at the end of the night and he just got a kick out of being a part of it yeah he'd never played in broken hill all well, his whole life like he lives in wilcannia huh. uh so um yeah there's a there's a wealth of just great musicians out there
0: i'm sure it's i'm sure
1: it's the same in a lot of towns too
0: oh yeah they're all over i mean the yeah. the amount of people the amount of fantastic songs that i've heard in canberra of which there are no recordings. I mean, there's a group there called Cuttlefish who have been trying to cut a record for 10 years and the lyrics on those are second to none. I mean, they're just, the wordplay is ridiculous and the the history behind the songs is right there in front of you and and the feelings there, but there's just no recordings and I worry about those songs just sort of... Languishing, yeah. Yeah, disappearing. Talking of writing out the lyrics for songs, does that come naturally to you, recalling the songs or do you really have to work at putting them in your head? I feel like every
1: time you write a new song, one pops out. I see. So I'm always struggling to remember lyrics.
0: Yeah. Right. So when someone does a really absurd callback from from way way back, if someone wants you to play, yeah. I mean, obviously, not punk's not dead because that. I mean, that just stays, right? <laughs> That's not going anywhere. That's but, tattooed. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but like electric brain. skeleton or something. I mean, can you just whip that stuff out, or do you? Does it give you pause?
1: Ah, uh, there's some of the the probably the more obscure ones that that um yeah that get lost. What's Somewhere.
0: your most obscure song?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Service station. Service station yeah.
0: It <laughs> gets, re- gets requested sometimes. That yeah. gets played in the car. That's a great <laughs> song to listen to in the car. Yeah. Oh. I'm sure there's a bunch that aren't on recordings that are just... Dis- like, what about the one song that you went overseas with? Oh, yeah. That didn't make it onto the album? I mean, where's he? Is he still... Oh, this be the next album.
1: Really? Should we do it? Yeah, yeah. that'd be great. <laughs> So, um, Shelley Short is in the audience, and this is a duet. Do you want to sing it from there? Yeah. <laughs> it's a, this is a duet that didn't make it. We've walked and we've talked and we've run the world over Something got me thinking if we came to settle in What country, what country might you want to live in? There must be no. uh, a <laughs> country would please you if you had to choose one.
2: Right now I have no patience for the choosing of nations with the strict regulations imposed on their citizens. that if the government's fair, the people where I guess I could live there. If you twisted, Mom's up. And we'll
1: roll And we'll go And we'll see Ramble and fever So this question I ask Is simply hypothetical What city, what city Might you want to live in There must be a city We can't move around forever
2: If somebody forced me I'd say I like cities We could see past the buildings Straight out to the mountains Where the streets smell like toffee yeah, like roast coffee my might find me fussy But i like a good library <laughs> 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 And we'll see how all creatures know
1: When they raise the stars up They'll all return to their home sister and avoid all payment for bills of utility but if there <laughs> was a house so you knew or old one what kind of a house would feel good wrapped around you stay still I couldn't
2: understand.
0: Well, that's a treat
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can see <laughs> Oh shit Oh no I shouldn't <laughs> Next album You already said yeah. the, the doll wave album Yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah I can yeah. hear that rocked up With some distortion <laughs> In the guitar and stuff Yeah uh, I just wanted to I just want to have a chance In case there was anybody Who had a burning question That they wanted to yell out Galaga or Galaga Galaga uh,
2: <laughs>
0: Ancient video game question Yeah Yeah Great <laughs> angle Pleiades or Pleiades? Ooh, Pleiades.
2: Pleiades.
0: Mm, damn. <laughs> Castlemaine or Castlemaine? Castlemaine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm new in town. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, to wrap up, I just wanted to ask you about what it's like going to Europe. Because you have to go somewhere that's like... I mean, America and Australia, they have so much in common. Yeah. That you can sort of feel at home on the streets there. People are very, very welcoming. But Europe, every time you get on a bus, you end up somewhere totally different. So, I mean, I know you've done some touring over there. Is it intimidating? Is it scarier than over here? No, I love, I love just playing
1: over there because no one knows who I am and um, it's just no pressure and you just get to meet wonderful local people. And uh, Oh, it depends. Some, some countries we do really well, like Estonia for some reason. Um,
0: I'd say you look a little Estonian. That might be
1: someone else has said that. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's one the, of the
0: happiest nations in the world.
1: They are, they and are. The, uh, you think you don't realise how much we as Australians have in common with Estonians until they get drunk.
2: <laughs>
1: and they're yeah. wonderful, open, beautiful people. And um, I even had an Estonian tell me an Australian joke. Which one? Um, he was like, I can't do an Estonian accent. He's, um, he's, he said a, there was a helicopter landed in the war, and the American jumped out of the um, helicopter and he beat his chest and he said, "I came here to die." And then the Australian jumped out of the trench, went, "I got a mate. I came here yesterday."
2: Estonian.
1: Uh- <laughs> 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 uh, Estonian. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. No, Sony is good. Lat Latvia is weird. Um, we've played Latvia um, a few times uh, in Riga, and it's it's amazing because they're bordering countries, but um, Latvia is massively into metal. And
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but there's one one gig promoter that loves my song Elbows, so. He keeps booking me. He's the only one. He sits in a, like a lounge chair in front of the stage and he goes, play elbows. Yeah. What do you follow that up with? And I he mean? starts every email. He starts every email with, here be <laughs> Great.
0: So
1: cute. But I'm, I don't really tour Europe all that much. I've done it a few times, but Scandinavia a lot and, and Estonia.
0: Yeah. So you wouldn't consider living in oh. Scandinavia?
1: I have lived there before and, um, yeah, i no, nah, I think I like it here.
0: You like it here? Yeah, yeah. So, not Portland?
1: I love Portland too. Ooh. It's hard. There's so, there are so many wonderful cities to live in. That's the, it's really hard decision. What's number But I get three? to, I get to visit them a lot. So it feels like I kind of live in a lot of different places.
0: I know it's right on topic with the song, but are you ever going to have to pick one?
1: Oh, uh, I don't, I don't know. I think you can always kind of, um, Flip between places, I, I, I hope anyway,
2: yeah.
0: Is that how, how do you imagine 70, 80-year-old Daz? I can't imagine it. I'd probably be a real weirdo, I reckon. Yeah? Yeah. You don't think you'd be playing a pinball
1: machine in Broken Hill? If I don't have RSI or something by then, I'd, I'll, yeah. I want to make Broken Hill a yearly sabbatical, definitely.
0: That's a fantastic idea. Mm. You could make an event of it. You could buy a house for 90 grand and have an Forget 80s Forget Portland. Bed and you can
1: get a house in, in Broken Hill for $20,000, so, you know. And yeah. make an
0: 80s bed and breakfast. Yeah. you need a new name, though, because we've already used the one-eyed willies. Yeah. One. Right. That's another film reference. You said there'd be more. Yeah. But it only took, who knows how long, 30 minutes.
1: I thought there'd be more film talk. Has anyone got any film questions? I loved the pinball. Yeah.
0: Do you keep up? Do you go to the, do you go to the theater?
2: Uh
1: some not not often. I don't get to go to the movies very much. More of an old
0: old video store kind of guy.
1: Yeah, when I was living in Gympie, there was a great cinema there and I would go three times a week. They they'd play um silent movies. Oh, cool. Um yeah, and it was that was my education. So I, I kind of yeah, went to lots of movies.
2: Yeah.
0: Have you ever thought about you know, writing the music for a film or writing a film? I mean, you're halfway through a book now.
1: I'm also writing a film at Great. the moment. Yeah. Great. <laughs> it's, I'm not very good at it, but um, I've, I'm doing it with someone else, which is a film that is set in Gympie. Wonderful. <laughs> in the 80s, yeah. Do you
0: have an elevator pitch? About me. <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna? Are you gonna have a slut? Just super? Problem was
1: I didn't have much drama in my life, so we're gonna change a few things around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of scenes where you're out looking up at the stars, and the kid's like, oh, "I can't see it." And oh lots yeah, of cats. that's a lovely tie-in. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want um, me to do that song? Yeah, I reckon maybe if you did, maybe you should do that song, and then we should wrap it up, and you can, you know, really play. Yeah. Unless you want to keep talking. Let's just all night, do it now. We do that. All right, just great. Well, can I can I thank you before you start playing for coming on and. And for taking the risk to be on the podcast, because I really, really appreciate that. Oh, no so thanks, Eds, for coming, man. I really appreciate no it. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening. That's our live show with Darren Hanlon. What a wonderful guy. He plays a couple of songs to finish up the show. But first, I'll let you know about some of our upcoming shows. First Wednesday of every month, join us at Sun Velvet Morning in Clifton Hill for our live recordings. And keep an eye on the Facebook page, Waylong by the River, for our home recordings with all sorts of creative types. We've got some great comedians coming up, as well as a renowned visual artist uh, and a globe-trotting playwright. If you're in Canberra, October 15th, we have a crazy excellent show. We've somehow managed to score Omar Musa. Award winning poet and author of Here Come the Dogs, which, if you haven't read it yet, it's worth picking up. Well, it's all on Facebook, search for Wait Long by the River, or Twitter at Long by the River, and if social media isn't your thing, drop us a line at, you guessed it, waitlongbytheriver at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Here's a little more Darren, and then if you're really keen, some ridiculous outtakes that I put together.
1: Thanks. Does anyone want to hear anything? The bus, the, bus the bus one? The bus one? And what was... Yeah, Your was Beautiful uh, Feet? Okay. A to Z. A to Z, okay. Um, I will do... I'll try and do A to Z first. Yeah. Please read me the phone book From Abraham to Zuckerman All the dresses and names Both Christian and sir Give my full attention Yes I am the lucky one To carry each word From the place it occurs In my neighbor's garden I'll steal all the flowers In the town you were born I will do a handstand cause I'm here I came down in the last shower for the subtleties of a marching band. A city bus would jump from burning buildings While a circle of
2: firemen
1: catch us in the net make paper airplanes of encyclopedia From Mavicus to Zebra, the entire set Eggplants, or six aubergines <laughs> Thanks Just please sing me The entire Beatles anthology From all my loving To yellow submarine From all my loving To yellow submarine See, Waylon and Jennings had an auto cue with the lyrics, and now now I know why. <laughs> I thought, who's ever? Who would need that? The audience is yeah. <laughs> I'll try. Wish I was beautiful for you.
2: <laughs>
1: it's been a while. I wish that I was beautiful for you. I wish that I inspired tiny fireworks inside the way you do. So delicately made, a prayer left unprayed before the morning sky fades up to blue. And I wish that I was beautiful for you. I wish that somewhere I could find a pill For a quick fix modern tonic that would change me with one swallow I would kill I watch folks line up to pay, just stare at me all day But I'd turn them all away, if that be thy will One tiny little innocuous pill wish is just a pin in a swimming pool of needles. If for one night you need the room, I wish to be your tune. Is it possible I have other things you need But to be worthy of a single page Out of one of those magazines you read As glossy as a mirror Mirrors never lie They're difficult on the eye It's true And I wish that I was beautiful for you And I dreamed that we were travelling on a bus Speeding along an unnamed plane Between somewhere and nowhere there was us Our hands lay useless in our laps Like beetles on their backs We came to a stretch of road where a fire Had burnt the edges all along It looked as though the highway wore eyeliner He kissed me by surprise when I opened my
2: eyes, you <laughs>
1: turned into some old guy, that's terrible, <laughs> and I screamed, but don't forget, of all these things, I've only dreamed. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to come on. An old it must be really, it old no, it It was a dream. <laughs> Yeah Hence <laughs> the last line Um
2: Yeah
1: <laughs> Should I do one more For you yeah. What would you Anyone want to Request Butterfly. Butterfly bones Lovely Yes Well thanks to James For uh for Putting this <laughs> <up. clears> on <throat> You picked all the hard Finger picky ones <laughs> <laughs> You can do heaps of easy
0: ones after. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: You all think I'm going to do a Jack Johnson cover, <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> When one year ends and another begins and the sky is a shower of sparks With your skinny girl arms, with the hands on the ends like exclamation marks Well I admit I was scared, I felt unprepared If I need you, tell me where you'll be He said it's not surprising, just look to the horizon It's a circle in the middle, is me A week in the hospital, always sick when you were little You were brittle like a butterfly bones I wish I'd have been there to run a comb through your head Always smelled like smoke and pine cones But then the devil shot through you Got stronger as they grew But they treat you like you're never the same You filled your one good lung And bit down hard on your tongue Just to keep yourself from going insane can smell something burning mm-hmm. now in a minute or less i tried to confess every single thing you learned so far in a skirt you'd stolen as the roads unreal and a roll underneath the wheels of the car no i haven't been drinking i don't know what i was thinking but it really don't mean anything do me a favor if you want to be my savvy then you're gonna have to wait till the spring you said, do me a favor if you want to be my savior, then you're gonna have to learn how to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Thank you. It's better for editing too, isn't it? A little nice. Yeah,
0: if, if we stuff up anything, I just want everyone in the room to just be totally silent just for three seconds. <laughs> the signal will be me saying something really, really terrible, just, just inexcusable, and Darren looking at me and shaking his head.
2: Yeah.
0: Did, did, it really make a? Hasn't the internet for been around for, <laughs> since the 50s or something? Yeah. I won't relive the whole time because then I'd be guilty of what he's guilty of. On the other hand have a mic <laughs> <laughs> okay so that question is totally off base Does i don't it know if it, i have no idea i'm i have no feeling in my hands <laughs> <laughs> you you embrace the internet as well you, it's become a thing it's <laughs> i you flip the table there was a giant noise that sounded like a volcano going off